Indeed, this is the Lover and the Fighter podcast with JC and DT. That would be me and he. Brother Love makes up the lover part. Fighter makes up the fighter part of the MMA and UFC pioneer, broadcaster, analyst, and the UFC's still king of all media. And might I say, trending topic this week, Dean Thomas, headlines are back. That's right. I'm proud of it. Headlines. Here I am. Headlines. Here you are once again. Um, We are going to give you a full opportunity to explain and elaborate upon your commentary during the fight on Saturday night, UFC 278, the main event of the evening, in which you said Leon Edwards is avoiding eye contact with his corner. He appears to be broken. And in this, people misunderstood you or just jumped to the conclusion that you were indicating he's done, he's over, he can't win, which you never, ever said. And then, of course, when he found lightning in a bottle with 54 seconds remaining in the fight and kicked Kamar Usman to the place where time does not exist. People then were quick to jump and pretend as though, ah, see, huh? What about that, Dean Thomas? I just Can we just get that out of the way right now? We're going to get real deep into this over on the pay side at UFC Fight Pass. If you haven't subscribed, do that, UFCFightPass.com, where the premium content's located. But I just want to go out of my way by saying that I hate Twitter. I hate the people on Twitter. I hate the gotcha attitude of, oh, I gotcha, oh, you were wrong. Uh, uh, how's that take holding up? Yeah, I know, or... or how that age? That didn't they, age well. Yeah, didn't like, age well. Yeah, wow, I'm yeah. always like, oh my god. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm yeah. not a fan of Twitter, so I had no. to uh, kind of. I had to filter my yeah. notifications. Put it that way. I did notice yeah. you told one guy that you did not appreciate him putting words in your mouth. Yeah, I did. T- I did say that. And, he, and he's a news reporter too. I know. Yeah, I, that was why I did it out of Wisconsin. So you think because I was thinking, I was thinking about going up to Wisconsin and paying him a visit. Well, what you should be thinking is, bro, this is what you do for a living. You should know how this works. Yeah, right. And that is to not misquote, and that is to not make assumptions and correlations that don't exist. Again, we do a premium version of this podcast at UFCFightPass.com, and uh, Dean's going to have a full elaboration, explanation um, into exactly what he said, what he meant, and why what he said was still accurate, no matter what. I can tell you this, uh, this audience a little bit knows, not as much as our daily audience and radio knows, but I am a longtime student of nonverbals, nonverbal indicators. This is what we commonly refer to as body language. Tells is what you referred to. Mm-hmm. That's a tell when you talk uh, when you spoke of Leon Edwards avoiding on contact with his corner in between rounds. Um, most people are pretty good at deciphering nonverbals. Most people are pre- You can tell when someone's happy. You can tell when someone's sad. You can tell when they're scared. You can tell when they're shocked. That's why they're nonverbals, because you can communicate with Russians and Chinese and Americans. No matter, there's, there's no let, right? That's right, universal. Yeah, for sure, 100%. What you read was accurate. What you saw was accurate. The fact that he was ashamed and broken and it was a bad sign, you were absolutely accurate about all that. And yet, when he won the fight, People somehow thought what you said meant that he couldn't. Yeah, like they somehow they jumped to this conclusion as if I was against him and I was on Kamara Usman's side and so on and so forth. And then you own an apology. And I owe him an apology for something. Is it just just gotcha culture? I mean, again, you're going to elaborate. You're going to go into great length over on the premium podcast of this, Loving the Fighter Premium at UFCFightPass.com. But is it just gotcha? I mean, the era, the gotcha culture of, ooh, I found you made a mistake. Ooh, I found you slipped up. Is, is that just the time that we're living in that people are so quick to pounce on you who everything that you say is greeted by the analysts on the UFC fight broadcast as great point, great observation. He's absolutely correct. I mean, I can't remember one time in which an analyst said, I disagree, or I don't see what Dean's seeing, or I'm not so sure about that. 
Yeah, I mean, is it just gotcha? I, think I think it's just gotcha syndrome where people are so bad at what they do in life that they just feel like piling on somebody else if they feel like somebody else is wrong. Yeah, so I, I, as much as I'll tease is that uh, what Dean saw was correct. Um, as a trained analyst of nonverbals, what Dean saw was correct. His read was correct. And the fact that Leon Edwards won the fight, those two things have nothing to do with one another. They can all be true. Well, we, be true. I, I was down at uh, Sanford MMA today, and we were talking about. I was talking about it with some of the guys in there, and they didn't really even know that I was getting, you know, the type of heat that I was getting on right. the internet. Yeah, and they were talking about the same thing. They was like, "Man, you know," and they were just talking about it how looked bad. It looked bad for him, and like, and it wasn't that he even rallied back. Mm-mm. He just threw a kick. Mm-hmm. It was. It wasn't like he just like found this mo- inspiration and motivation. Right. He just happened to throw a kick. I mean, I know someone made a you know clever video with the Rocky music and the audio of his corner and all that, but there wasn't a moment where suddenly he turned it on. He just kept plodding ahead. He just right. kept moving forward. Right. Kind of like the movie Castaway that you know that I love so much. And there's that pivotal scene where Tom Hanks makes it back to civilization and he's in his old friend's living room and he's drinking scotch and there's a fire in the fireplace. And he speaks of how he told himself he just had to keep breathing because tomorrow the sun will rise and who knows what the tide might bring. And literally in that movie, the tide brought him part of a broken porta pot that he used as part of a raft, as a sail to get off the freaking island. And that's why we keep moving forward in life. It's not like all of a sudden he, you know, snapped out of it. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't, wasn't like no. that. It was like no moment where he felt like this inspiration. It no. was like, all right, I'm taking this from, from Usman. No, it wasn't that. No. He just... He just kept breathing, like Tom Hanks' castaway Chuck Nolan said. He kept waking up, which meant kept moving, kept you know, kept fighting. And then the tide, what it brought him was, the tide all of a sudden was, oh my God, he bought this faint, I can kick him right now, put him to sleep. Yep. And, it, and that's mean, what happened. And, that's exact, and he's so talented that he, that he was able to see that. So like, he, that's just the difference. So again, your full explanation and your full elaboration at UFCFightPass.com on the premium version of this podcast. I want to, Dean, ask you this, because it just occurred to me how history might be different. Um, we are all fans of, you know, what's if. That, mm-hmm. That's why fights like McGregor Mayweather in 27, which was, by the way, five years ago, I think this week. I think it was five years ago this week. Uh, not five, excuse me. Um, yeah, yeah, five years ago this week. It was the end of August of 2017. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> wow. McGregor Mayweather. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that whole thing was about what might happen if this right. guy versus that guy. It's that curiosity factor. But in parallel universes, it, other aspects of dimension of time, um, we wonder, at least I do, how might history have been different if instead of pausing to laugh and give a middle finger, Nate Diaz had finished Leon Edwards in that moment? I mean, that history would be completely different. It would. It's a different arc. It, it, it's, I mean,. Obviously, Leon would have been, you know, he would have been reduced to fighting Bilal Muhammad again. Correct. And Usman would have probably fought Nate. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe Nate. And it had the probably record for most consecutive he, wins. Yeah, for sure. I mean, history would be completely different had he not paused and laughed. To point, laugh. Uh, did he get the middle finger? I'm trying to remember if he flipped him off in that spot. I think he just pointed and laughed. Yeah, pointed and laughed. Nate Diaz, if you remember, was getting dominated by Leon Edwards. And then all of a sudden, late in that, and this was really late in that fight, um, Nate caught him and, and Edwards started stumbling. And there mm-hmm. was a real chance, if you're going to be precise and, and positioned, that you could finish that fight. He could have he had a chance to finish him inside the final five seconds. Yep. And he, and didn't, he didn't in history as history. a result. And I thought about that today. It is crazy because, like, because of that little thing, mm-hmm. that butterfly effect, now 
we're going to Wembley Stadium. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> England has another champion, and we're going to Wembley Stadium. And now England has a champion. It's the first Jamaican-born champion in UFC history. And Kamar Usman, who was on the cusp of tying history for the most consecutive wins in UFC history with Anderson Silva, now goes back to zero consecutive wins. Now, and there's no way, as you mentioned on the post-fight, there's no way for him to ever achieve that record now. Nope, it's not possible. It's not possible. Yeah, and fight. it's just, yeah. No. Could you imagine him doing that like now at this point? He'd have, it couldn't he'd, happen. He'd have to fight three times a year, win three fights a year for the next six years. Yeah, that's not happening. I mean, he's, four, he's, <laughs> he's 37, 37 years old 37 years old, yeah, that's so, not happening. Yeah, so we both know that's not happening. Uh, funny how one moment in time can affect all of history of time. Yeah. Nate Diaz pointing, stopping to laugh as opposed to finishing, and then everything changes. And just that, that, that such little moment, yeah. that little thing did that. It just occurred to me today, yeah. and I said, you know what, I'm going to ask Dean Thomas when we get on the podcast. All right, so now what happens? What does happen to the likes of the... Well, now, we know what's going to happen to Leon Edwards and Kamar Usman, but what happens to the Jorge Masvidal's of the world that are now on Twitter claiming that uh, I'm going to be the welterweight champion in the world, thinking they're going to have a chance? In what scenario, <laughs> in, in what parallel universe is it even possible? Because it's kind of like a Doctor Strange, you know, like this, this, that, that rewrite of... We're not changing history, but you're going to need to do some things for, for that tweet to be factual or even to stand a chance. A lot has to happen for that for to example, happen. For example, Hamzat Chemaev has to get beaten by Nate Diaz. And then Nate Diaz, being the last fight of his contract, leaves the UFC and fights Jake Paul. Okay. That could happen. All right. If that happens. For sure. Then Jorge Masvidal would have to fight Gilbert Burns and absolutely have another Ben Askren moment. Right. He can't just win that fight. He can't win. He has to have a Ben Askren moment. Sure. And then uh, Leon and and uh, Kamar Usman yeah. have to fight, and Leon has to win. Right. For that fight to happen. Because if Kamar takes it back, then it wouldn't be Masvidal. That yeah, already happened twice. Yeah, no, one needs, to see no that. one needs to see that. There's no curiosity. There's no what might happen. So if. all those different things has to happen. And now, now let's say uh, Nate Diaz beats Chemaev. Mm-hmm. Nate Diaz is going to have to leave because if he stays, he's going to want a title shot. Right. So and that would prevent Masvidal. And that would prevent well. Masvidal. So like he's going to he's going to leave. He's going to have to, he has to win and leave. There's a lot of contingencies for Jorge. Ma- and by the way, Masvidal, I understand tweeting that out and getting a little bit of attention. Getting for a sure, bit, everybody wants you know, to. getting getting a little bit of headline on that. But the reality is, he <laughs> needs a lot of things to break in his favor, and those are things he has no control over. Yeah, for sure. I mean, so <laughs> and now, that's the hardest part. So now I understand, like in the NFL, when you're like, "Well, this team has to win. This team has to win." It. So now I kind of understand that yeah. now because this is a situation where I understand all these things have to happen right. in order for Masvidal to get a chance at the title. For Masvidal to be the number one seed, he needs for the Bills to lose at Kansas City, yeah. <laughs> and for the Ravens to win. On the road at the Chargers, and also a tie or a loss. For, like it's like okay, yeah, it's just way too much. Yeah, yeah, just forget about like it. Like the last two weeks of the NFL season, what we do. Yeah, where we're like, all right, this can happen. FFF. It's quite a reach um, for Masvidal to fight for the welterweight championship. But if we've learned anything at all, stranger things have happened. Yeah, I mean, again, that was another thing we talked about at the gym today, and it yeah. was like. Well, he's going to have to beat Gilbert. And they were like, he's not beating Gilbert. No, no, <laughs> yeah. no. He's not even going to beat Gilbert, much right. less have a, a Ben Asker moment. So he needs to beat Gilbert, but then also you need Nate to beat Chemayev, and then you also need Nate to leave, and then you need also for Edwards to defend his title. Yeah. So 
That's way and, too many. And not get hurt. Like, yeah. and, and no one can get hurt in this process. And, and by the way, of those three things to happen, none of them seem very likely. Right, exactly. So it's not like one of them is like, <laughs> all right, we're good with that. Right. All right, that one's, you know, 50-50. It's like of all three of those, like if you parlay those three <laughs> things to happen, a, a, you know, 100 bucks would probably win you 30 grand. For sure. Be- I mean, think of just the odds of Nate beating Chemayev in itself. By itself. Yeah, by I itself. Mean, by itself. Like, that's a huge, like, and then problem. You, right you have there. to multiply that times Mossville. You know what? We'll be able to actually do that because we'll look at well because there's not a there's not a betting line for Mossville Burns. Right. There's a, but once we get a money line for that, you, there's a calculator online. And you can punch in those money lines, um, and then in doing such, you can find out what it would actually pay. Uh, you know what? We'll, we'll we'll find out what a what a loose figure might be on a uh, hypothetical Mossville. Um, because I would Burns. have to assume that Burns would be at least two to one. Or more when you say more than that. Wouldn't he be like minus 350, 400? I mean... Gilbert Burns? That's what I would think, yeah. but I would say it, yeah. at least... You're though. being generous. I'm being generous. I understand. Being generous and saying two to one. I understand. Even though Jorge Masvidal openly on um, our daily radio show accused you of being an international spy. Yeah. <laughs> accused you of having seven or eight passports and a little James Bond golden eye gun spill out of your backpack. Yeah, right. <laughs> Once upon a time. Um, go over to UFCFightPass.com and subscribe and listen to the premium version of this show for Dean's complete explanation, clarification, and for you to finally, hopefully, get a sense of Saturday night and why all that Twitter nonsense and people really doesn't make any sense in a cancel culture that also loves gotcha, gotcha, as much as it does cancel people. For Dean Thomas, Brother Love saying thanks for listening. Remember, hit subscribe. You can rate and review. We'd appreciate it as well. We'll see you next time for the next episode of the Lover and the Fighter podcast.